Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to Land Parties, episode 49 from the Las Vegas Review Journal, brought to you by Bet Online. I am your host, Ryan Smith, and with me, as always, is my co host, Lucas Egan. Lucas, how are you, my friend? Well, I can say that I'm doing better than the heads at CD Project Red. I can I can definitely say that. Yes. So, I am doing well. I had a good weekend. Um I had a very strong and yet infuriating stretch of Super Mario 35 where mm. I played 10 games and in 9 of the 10 games I took second or third but could not take first in that stretch. Oh so- my gosh. <laughs> So I'm both like happy that I found some consistency, but also mad that none of those resulted in a first place. But I digress. How was your weekend, Ryan? (laughs) Not bad. I actually got into the uh, Back for Blood uh, alpha test. Uh, this past weekend. So we played that uh, uh, here last week and this week and a little bit. So I had a lot of fun uh, playing that. That game's got a lot of potential. I played with a few other friends as well. So it was cool to get into that world. I've never played any of the Left 4 Deads, uh, but I've seen people play it before. So I kind of knew what to anticipate going in. And I got to say that game's pretty fun. So I'm looking forward to seeing that game continue to develop and, and see where it goes. But other than that, man, just, uh, just been chilling. And, and later on, actually, we're going to be bringing in our guests, actually our first guest that was on land parties, Jairo Yorikuyo from Las Vegas Inferno is going to join us. But first we're going to talk some video games and obviously We've got to talk Cyberpunk 2077. It has been an absolute dumpster fire (laughs) of a launch. I'm not going to lie. This does not surprise me. Again, I was saying it months ago, you know, especially after that last uh, um, kind of delay. I was like, all right, this game's definitely not coming out this year. It's not going to come out till 2021. They pushed forward, uh, but unfortunately, they probably should have taken that time. This game has been absolutely riddled with bugs, issues. People are, uh, and, and, and primarily on the PS4 and Xbox, uh, uh, Xbox One, yes. I believe, yep. uh, versions of them. The, the first, so when they started developing the game, those, those versions of the game are, are, bad it looks really bad dude i've seen some photos and i'm just like what is that it is literally it's it, instead of a face it's just literally like just polygons and shapes and stuff <laughs> like that i was like i would be furious um obviously people are requesting refunds that turned into a thing cd project red came out uh, sony actually dropped it uh the game from the playstation uh store it's reported that CD Projekt Red said that this was a mutual agreement uh, as far as with that, but I'm having a hard time believing <laughs> that. So that's unfortunate. I know that they they put out some hot uh, a hot pictures, a 17 gig um, update that pushed that just pushed through. One of the biggest surprising things to me, I don't know if you if you played the game, no spoilers or anything, but there are a lot of flashing lights in particular scenes that like really use flashing lights and stuff like that. Typically in something like uh, a game like that, they had that warning for epilepsy. There was no warning. Apparently the warning for it was buried in the user's license agreement, which we all know nobody actually reads those. Nope. Uh, so that was really disappointing to see that, you know, again, you're, you know, you got to look out for the community and people that are going to be consuming your content. You've got to put a warning uh, on that right on the front so that they at least know whether they choose to continue playing or not. At least they know, you know what I mean? Can you imagine not knowing that, getting into that? And then, and then those lights would, uh, I mean, shoot, they, they, you know, I mean, they're, it's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. So 
I don't know, man. This is just I'm I'm not surprised by this. This is uh, disappointing to see as far as with this game. This game, you know, again, has been hyped up for so long to see all the the bugs and issues that people, you know, and I've 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 experienced some bugs. I've got I've got the uh, PC version, but I mean they've been kind of hilarious bugs. There's been a couple times I think I've it either crashed in the middle of action happening, or you know what I mean, like it wouldn't let me progress, so I would end up having to start. But for me personally, I've um, experienced minimal glitches and bugs as far as my playthrough experience. I'm close to finishing it. Yeah, I mean. You know, we've said this in previous weeks. I think headed into 2020, if you ask people what is your most anticipated game, it was either going to be Cyberpunk or The Last of Us. Like, mm-hmm. like Cyberpunk was just so high on everybody's list, myself included. Like, this was supposed to be the game that was, like, worth the wait. Like, this was going to be an amazing experience. You have Keanu Reeves in. Like, the hype was at... Uh, an all-time high and oh my goodness oh my goodness what i don't understand about this is the heads at cd project red knew the state of the game especially on ps4 and xbox one and just decided we're just gonna go ahead we're gonna ship it anyway what (laughs) what like i don't get the version of events in their head where that turned out positively like at best at best you get backlash online people complaining and at worst i mean we're seeing the worst play out here yeah and well here's the thing too man about that about that internet rage i feel like they kind of caved into it they're gonna get heat regardless and and that's something i feel like a lot of people and developers and stuff like that i feel like for the most part especially when a game gets hyped up so much um, I, I feel like it's just prime to get all kinds of, uh, uh, you know, pe- there's going to be, there's always going to be people there. I'm like, ah, this is, this is mm-hmm. trash or whatever. Um, so to see them, you know, again, very disappointing for them. They had to have known that these bugs exist, uh, or some of them and stuff like that. So for them not to really address it, uh, for it to be a, a, you know, things that made it into the final product again was disappointing. I felt like Keanu's, uh, um, his role, that character, is a lot of fun. Uh, you know, again, there's a lot that I do enjoy about this game. But, you know, when you have <laughs> when you have weird glitches like you're seeing right now, although hilarious, it could definitely take you out of a game. It could definitely, you know, and just being a story-driven <laughs> story game. Um, you know, that's something that you've got you've to gotta look for before you're releasing this. So... I don't know, man. It's it's <laughs> the 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 stuff that is happening is crazy, hilarious. But again, you have the there is also re, it's also been reported that um, uh, apparently now games that are getting bigger, the save data uh, bigger than eight megs are becoming corrupted and can't be fixed. You just lose that data. So I mean, I don't know how I, I don't know how you I, I just don't know how it ended up here. Here's what I do hope happens. They continue working on it, and they're going to continue working on it, fixing this stuff. Uh, you know, again, I, I hate that that's becoming more of the trend, us getting an unfinished game, and then they eventually work their way through it to giving us a game that's actually, you know, solid and clean. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, what are your feelings? I know you haven't uh, you haven't had a chance to play it yet, but, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, this is taking releasing an unfinished game to an extreme here. I mean, this is this is like legitimately unfinished. And, you know, you feel bad for the d- developers that have worked so hard on this game. <laughs> you feel bad for uh, the voice actors, right? Like we talked to Sheremy last week. Amazingly talented actress. Strong performances, it sounds like, from the actual voice actors in this game. So you feel bad for everybody else that's kind of collateral damage in this. But, you know, it's frustrating because, you know, you'll see some people say, oh, we'll just play it on a PC or just play it on next-gen systems. Well, you know, (laughs) for a lot of people, that's not an option. Like, one of the biggest advantages to buying a console is that you know, some people either don't want to make their own gaming PC or can't afford to or don't have the knowledge how to. And so, hey, there's still 100 million PS4s out there. There's still tens of millions Xbox Ones out there. So you're saying to still the majority of console gamers, 
this isn't just a a lackluster effort. This is a broken effort. And so like okay, like it it amazes me. Like all the goodwill from The Witcher 3 is just gone. It's vanished. It it vanished in <laughs> in, in a weekend. Like it was gone just like that. And I don't unlike a No Man's Sky which at launch didn't fulfill the promises but worked toward it. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how this one recovers because no Man's Sky still worked. It just didn't have the amount of content we wanted at first. Mm-hmm. This game is legitimately broken. And so I just don't know how they recover from this. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, you're right. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like people are... You got to make big waves. You're going to have to be... Uh, you're going to have to do some things to regain that trust, really. Because uh, that's really what it is, is, is people, you know, they, they are losing trust um as fans in in CD project red and and how they they went about this launch again we all realized that this was a definitely a, a very difficult year mm-hmm. for everybody all industries and people were working uh, in, in workflows in ways that they hadn't previously so you know what i mean that that is that is some like i definitely feel like that made things a little more you know a lot more not a little more a lot more difficult uh, but again, when you, I mean, <laughs> some of this stuff, just come on, buddy. That's got nothing to do with us working from home. That's just, that's just straight broken. <laughs> right. And let's not forget, this is the company that at one point said this game would come out when it's finished. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so you, they set themselves up for this. Like they, the game, if you're going to say something like that, the game has to be pretty darn near close to perfect. And it obviously nowhere near that <laughs> yeah i mean again it's another one of those things where it's like ooh, you're on the cusp of of something really good here but then you have these crazy crazy glitches and and weird things uh it's just it's just really disappointing i mean again people are are paying especially in this time where you know money can be tight for a lot of people and and to get something like this and for people to spend their hard-earned cash on a product that is is just not there uh, is is you know it's disappointing. It's disappointing um, as a whole. And not only that, but what what these developers are are you know allowing to be pushed at or pushed out and and passed off as as just um yeah we'll we'll get it later. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like that's becoming more and more of a trend. Uh, are these games with all these crazy issues that they know about, but they aren't fixing before they actually release the game? Uh, something needs to be done about that for sure. Can we just chalk this up to 2020? Was this like 2020's <laughs> last shot at us, gaming wise? <laughs> and well, you know, and I've got to—I I, I was wondering too. With this game coming out later after a game awards, can this be considered for game of the year or a game award for next year? Or how does that work exactly? So, so with the game awards, it would technically qualify for next year's game awards. Okay. Okay. Because it's after, after the, uh, when the, the previous game awards would, would have been. Yes. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, we'll see what they do as far as with this. They need to. I mean, I, I would say that the one, one, I guess, positive is that they're being transparent and communicative with the community. So that's something. Uh, but again, you don't. I would rather it be on how fabulous the game is and how. You know what I mean? Tight everything is as opposed to, oh, we got to figure out how we're going to get everybody these refunds because this game is not playable for a large uh, portion of um, of uh, console players. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, easily the disappointment of the year. Like, I think that's that's a uh, safe statement for most people. And I, I'm just going to throw this out there. This and everything outside of the campaign of Avengers to super disappointed. Like those were two games that I was so very much looking forward to. And it's unfortunate that they kind of wound up the way they did, especially cyberpunk. 
Yeah, no, it's crazy. I, again, I, I feel like it's almost like turning into a trend where these huge games, uh, huge AAA games, are being released, and they're they're not real. They're like shells of a game. This is more. I mean, again, this isn't. It's not the fact that this is necessarily missing things. It's the fact that there's so many bugs and little issues and things that take you out of the story and out of what would be or what you know what I mean could be an absolutely amazing game. You know, mm-hmm. so. It, it, it's yeah, like you said, this is for me, it's more disappointment than anything to have such a solid like there's something there's something really good there. Uh, but some of these some of these bugs and issues seem amateurish. Um, and and, you know, again, they should have stuck to their guns. And you've been like, you know what? Until this thing is completely ironed out, we're not releasing it. It's not going to come out till 2021. Yup. Yup. You know, uh, moving on to a little, a little good news, uh, that I saw and I'm not a big, um, I'm not a big, uh, uh, League of Legends dude, but I saw that, uh, Riot, Riot Games has confirmed now that they are making a League of Legends MMO. I know this game, number one, this is one of the biggest games, uh, and, and franchises in the world. Uh, for them to be able to, they have a huge lore. They've got a ton of characters and stuff like that. So they basically riot is, is, is going to expand that lore and, and hopefully we'll be able to get something that's, that's a, a nice playable, uh, MMO role playing game, RPG. Uh, this is kind of exciting. Again, like I said, I'm not an, a League of Legends dude, but this got me excited. I would be more apt to play the MMO than I am to play the MOBA. And I've tried yep. a little bit, you know, again, I don't have that. MOBAs just aren't really my play style. Um, but the MMO, this is definitely something that, that has piqued my interest. I know they've got an, an MMO, um, right now they've, they've released, uh, they've got the uh, card game, the auto battler mm-hmm. and, uh, they just, or they're going to, they have plans to release uh, wild rift on mobile and console. Um, there's also a single player turn-based RPG for consoles and PCs coming out. The animated series Arcane is coming out in 2021. Uh, and then they've got a couple of board games. So they are really, you know, again, we talked about this earlier in the year, just seeing Riot starting to pivot away from this. I mean, again, this is not, this is still within that league, um, genre and universe it's all tied together as far as with this i think it's exciting that they're actually gonna dig deeper this is what i want overwatch to do and that's what mm-hmm. is allegedly overwatch 2 is supposed to do uh somewhat in, in whatever fashion is to be able to explore more of that lore mm-hmm. um i think this is fantastic this comes out dude and they do and they you know what i mean like it's a solid mmo i think this is gonna be i think this could be the next big mmo uh i i could totally see that yeah, I agree with you there. The fan base is there and, and hungry for it. And like yourself, Ryan, I'm not a big League of Legends fan just because, I mean, sometimes I think I just heard about it too late. Like the learning curve seems mm-hmm. pretty steep it's at this huge. point in time. But yeah. I would give the MMO a try. Like like the lore seems like it's pretty interesting and fun to get into. And an MMO-type experience is something that it's fun for me, like whether it's teaming up with people to do a raid or something like that. Like I kind of like that kind of stuff. So I'm excited for that. And it's pretty cool to see right expand. You're right. We did talk about this early in the year and now they're, they're, they're spreading their wings like, like full stop here. And it's, it's so much fun to see and it can only help, right? Cause you're going to get fans obviously, but you're also going to get people who are not fans of League of Legends that might now also pivot to, to League through the uh, MMO and maybe bring some of the people from League into the MMO itself. <clears throat> so the fan base is there. The potential is huge. And we've never seen an MMO reach the heights of a World of Warcraft, but this one seems like if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be this one. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, again, you're, you're, and I think actually, I, I feel like the crossover from the mobile players into this MMO, MMO world, uh, I think it will be significant. Again, these people aren't, it's not just the fact that they enjoy it because it's a MOBA. They are invested in this universe, in the lore. So to be able to expand that in a whole new way, I don't see how this would be unappealing <laughs> to anybody there. I am pretty pumped about this. I think Riot might have a pretty solid uh, 2021. I, I feel like they are definitely shaping things up 
to have an exciting 2021. And I'm going to be following along because that is absolutely a game that I would try out uh, for sure. Again, not not big on the MOBAs, uh, but I do love lore. I love story. I love the fact that there is a ton of characters. So this would be like the perfect like introductory into getting into that universe, I feel for myself personally. Definitely. And you look at right through the years. I mean, there's a a perfect example of a company that's listened to its community through its ups and downs, made some changes and has that goodwill and earned it. And and now they're uh, deservingly spreading their appeal to more and more players. Absolutely. Good on you, right? We'll be uh, we'll be excited to see what you guys come out with and and do and whatnot. Very quickly, too, uh, before we uh, because we want to talk about uh, Lucas had asked a question on Twitter. Twitter. But very quickly, just so that you guys know, and we should have mentioned this uh, uh, when it started, but uh, Epic Games, the Epic Games Store, don't forget, they do have uh, their free, they give away a free game every day until or from now until uh, December 31st. Uh, but it's every, it's, it's only, it's one a day. So you have to get it the day of. I've already gotten it. Today's is Alien Isolation. Obviously, when this releases, it'll have been, uh, a couple days ago. Uh, but make sure you're checking out the Epic Game Launcher. If you do have Epic, uh, they do have a free game releasing every day. I know there's been some speculation about the uh, about what games they're going to be uh, uh, coming out for this, but just watch it. Just check it out, uh, uh, every day. On a daily, I know City Skylines has been released. Uh, we just got Alien Isolation, Odd World, New and Tasty uh, is is allegedly on the list. So we'll see how that is. But pick up your free game uh, real quick, Lucas. You asked the tweet. I or did. You asked the tweet. You asked the question. I did. I did. I'm sorry. You showed my age. The kids in their tweets. <laughs> Being in the thick of holiday season, I went to Twitter to ask people to share some of their favorite holiday gaming memories, and we got some pretty cool answers there. The uh, Much Talk About Nothing movie podcast said, when I was 10 years old, I got a Wii U, and in retrospect, it is an awful console, (laughs) 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 but I have so many fun memories of playing Super Mario and Mario Kart while lying in bed sick. Now, okay, the Wii U struggled, but the games were good. It's just that other than those games, nothing else came out for it. <laughs> yeah, and I never, I had a Wii, but I never got a Wii U. Um, it just was never, it just was not in the uh, in the cards for me. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, yeah, no. It's an underrated. There are some gems, and the great news is if you own a Switch, most of those games are being re-released for the Switch, so oh, yay. Since, since most people there, missed out on that, you can uh, catch up. Yeah. Was there a Mario Kart on the Wii U? There was. So so Mario Kart 8 it, Deluxe on the Switch oh. is a remake or a remaster, I guess, if you want to call it, of Mario Kart 8 from the Wii U. That's right. That's right. Okay. I knew there was something there. I was just like, I remember because I loved, I loved the Mario uh, Kart that was on the Wii. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I skipped over to Wii U and then I, I do have a Switch now. And I was like, oh, yeah, I love this. It was new to me because <laughs> I didn't play it on a Wii U. <laughs> there you go. There you go. To share a couple other responses, Luke Lewis said, Christmas 2008, when my parents surprised me with an Xbox 360 and Guitar Hero World Tour. Oh my goodness. That was one of the most fun games, I think, to play yes. with friends. Like, so many memories. And I know they ran that series into the ground, but I would not mind a comeback from that series. Uh, that would be awesome, dude. I'd love that. It's tough, though, because especially with a lot of people, there's a lot of gamers now that are also streamers. And with uh, the DMCA issues that they've been that they've been having issues with, uh, that <laughs> it makes it tough to be able to stream games like that because that's just like all copyrighted music. Uh, it's a really, really weird space, but that is a classic game. I, I had, uh, I didn't, I had Guitar Hero for, uh, the Wii. I had Guitar Hero for the Wii. So, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I remember playing it there and that and, and, uh, Rock Band and, and all that stuff. So it is, uh, yeah, that, that is, uh, that is solid for me. And I, I totally did. I, could, I, I, I answered. And for me, it was getting that first OG Nintendo 
best Christmas ever. <laughs> it's funny too, because I recently just got a VCR and I have, I'm going to age myself here, but I have, <laughs> I have the Christmas video from 1989, which I'm pretty sure I haven't watched it yet, but I'm pretty sure that's the Nintendo one. So I, I'll have to share that. Uh, but I, I remember just freaking out and that was my first, uh, that was my first console. Uh, was a Nintendo, uh, OG Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> very nice, very nice. Yeah, you know. Of, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say what one of my one of my favorite memories was. So when I was young, my parents did not buy me a home console, so I had to, I had to save it mm. for myself. But I had the original Xbox. But I remember one year for Christmas, and <laughs> not surprising to anybody who knows me, my parents got me the Matrix Path of Neo. <laughs> and mm. let me tell you something. The rest of my Christmas break was just played beating that game. And that was it. Yeah, that was it. But I will say this, like holiday memories. I just remember in high school playing Super Smash and Mario Kart with a lot of my friends just all through break. And Nintendo, for all their faults, makes some great couch co-op slash competitive games. that are just so much fun. And so when I think of holidays and gaming, that's that's what comes first in my mind. Yeah, no, dude, I was totally the same way was doing that uh, myself and my brother. Uh, he had a Sega. I ended up getting a Super Nintendo. And uh, and then later on, I got a, a 64. But absolutely, it was like Christmas. You know, you got some games and then you just spend the rest of the time playing video games uh, after that. Of course, uh, uh, eating dinner and whatnot. But yeah, dude, like I, I you know, it's, it's always a nice time. I know that this year is, is definitely going to be different for a lot of us. Uh, myself, personally, you know, we told our parents, hey, just just stay home. Don't, you know what I mean? Let's not, let's not even risk it. Let's just, you know, we'll do uh we'll Skype or zoom or whatever uh, and, and do a video call and whatnot. And just, you know, say, this is just, 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 just what it is. And right. we'll hope, uh, you know, next year is, is better. And we're able to do more stuff. So, you know, it, it, it's crazy to think that uh, this year is our, you know, it's almost like, this has been the longest short year ever. I, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> you you are 100 right about that <laughs> i i swear every week i sit there and go this week's flown by but it's taken forever to get through and i don't understand yes. how they i feel both at the same time <laughs> but yes but it's crazy it is crazy it you know this is a strange holiday it's a tough holiday for everybody and you know what <laughs> With these vaccines out there, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. So just be safe. Hang on for just a little bit longer. We're 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 not. I'm not a health expert. It feels like we're inching closer <laughs> to the end. So just, I see just the light hold at the end on. of the tunnel, dude. Yeah, just hold yeah. on. Um, I want to add one more holiday memory because. I have to say my girlfriend got me an early present for super hot VR. And I just have to mention that because if there's ever a game that makes you feel like you're in the matrix, like legitimately, that's the game. So shout out to her for that. But yeah, stay safe, everybody. And the the great part about gaming is it can give you a way to stay connected with your loved ones while doing something that everybody loves. Absolutely, my friend. We're going to take a quick break on the back end. We're going to sit down and talk with Hyro uh, again. Uh, we'll see you real soon. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools that make your search that much easier like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need, just like they have for more than 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post which means more quality candidates will see it first fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bent Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to those short messages. And we've got a very fun and special interview. Ryan, why don't you uh, lead us into this one? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Hiro Yukuro, I, I totally butchered it. I totally butchered it. And I, it was because I was thinking about it. Hiro, my friend, Gilly Pigs, the, uh, uh, the CEO founder of Las Vegas Inferno is joining us back. He started us off. He was our first guest on our first episode of Land Parties. He is back on the seat to jibber jab with us. Gilly, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, man. Thanks. Yo, good to have you back. I am sorry for butchering your name. I'm a terrible human being. Uh, <laughs> however, yo, so since since the first episode, we had you on this January. The world was a whole different place. Uh, you know what I mean? When we first had you on, how how have things been going? How have uh, uh, you guys uh, over at Inferno, how have you guys kind of navigated through uh this pandemic and and what shift have you guys done? I know you guys, you know, have been doing tournaments still. Things have very much shifted online. I want to see how things were from your guys' perspective. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, from January of this year all the way till now, I mean, it's a whole different world, right? So we were going to, we were planning on doing a bunch of content videos. Uh, I think when we talked about, we were talking about bringing on new athletes. We were talking about getting to new esports and which we did, but um, during that time, I mean, because of the pandemic and everything, we had to switch everything to online. So we've been trying to do online tournaments. We've been trying to do online content. So our our plays, like our Inferno plays, switched over to just uh, online plays. Our, uh, any video-related stuff switched over to online. Anything uh, tournament-wise switched over to just online events. We, were, we had a whole big plan for 2020, and once COVID hit, we are like, well, Time to switch over to plan B. What are we going to do now? You know, it's funny because we've talked in the past and, you know, we, we've heard the story of, of even arriving at Vegas Inferno as as your name and the journey it took you to get there. And then you get there and then 2020 just thro- throws another curveball at you guys. What, what, how has that forced you to do, you know, when you're working on branding, working on getting this team out there, working on establishing this organization as the premier organization in las vegas how does this challenge you guys like what is different about how you're approaching that today now um so now in an aspect of things is that like a normal organization you try to just market yourself as much as possible you know you try to get out there with video content and content is key right and that's what we figured out like for 2020 content is going to be king of the world but our thing is, is that we had so many things planned out for 2020 where it's going to be on like land tournaments, content in person. I mean, you name it, we're ready to go. So to just switch over to a whole different marketing side of things. So we ended up starting bringing more influencers in. We started bringing on new content creators, uh, searching through TikTok a little bit more just because everyone's online at home. And why, what are people doing right now? They're just on, at home, right? Watching TV or watching mm-hmm. Twitch, right? So like, man, okay, well, if we don't have the player base right now to attend uh, land, uh, land tournaments, what can we do? So I was like, 
well, we can bring in influencers and content creators to make some content online and do and just do it that way. So having people with our merch on, having logos on streams, I mean, you name it. That's how we've been getting our names out there a little bit more. Um, and I think that's how we've been staying afloat because all businesses are hurting, even esports. Esports is, I mean, esports is kind of hurting, but it's also booming at the same time because it's online thing. So, I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. But those land tournaments are the, the core key of esports. And if you can't travel, if you can't travel and see those in land tournaments, it's so hard to fathom what even esports is, you know. And that's the hard thing is like, okay, we got to make that same feeling, but try to hold this off as much as possible until we get to the point where we're back on land tournaments. But the cool thing about this is that now, is that it took us a whole different direction. Like, man, now we know what to do when it's land, and now we know what to do when it's online. So just mixing those two together once 2021 hits is like, I think we have a good, you know, a blueprint going forward. Yeah, I could definitely see there moving forward, there being more of a hybrid system where everything doesn't just move back into physical locations, but there's, you know, some that are held just completely virtually. And that's something that we talked about at the beginning of this, just, you know, anytime there's something major like this, you always have to look for those silver linings. And I feel like there's been a lot of uh, innovation and innovative ideas uh, that have come out of this and you've and now you have a lot more people that are comfortable being in the digital space consuming content in the digital world um you know to me you know that that's been a big plus uh, out of this whole situation yeah definitely i think i think it's amazing man as far as everyone being online and trying to figure out what's your next step you know like everyone has the same blueprint the same formula like hey we're going to compete in these tournaments and that's how you're going to know us who we are and that's most of the times not working right now vegas has vegas has a has a great fan base for esports man it's just but it's hard to kind of gather that fan base all together and mm-hmm. i don't think I, and me personally as well for vegas Verno, i don't think no one in vegas right now has been able to capitalize on that and have that be like hey this is our fan base we have the biggest fan base in in vegas you know no one's been able to capitalize that because everyone's everywhere so especially now it's it's hard like there's so many online things going on it's hard to see what teams are here and what teams are doing and what teams aren't aren't doing you know Mm -hmm. well what kind of things have you guys done you know personally in that digital space i know that uh you know you guys have had tournaments and stuff like that how have you shifted and and still you know been able to connect with the community yeah so we actually been so i was like okay well we have to throw some events i was like how can we connect with our discord community how can we connect with the vegas community and build something together i was like okay well why don't we start these bonfire events right our name's inferno why not you know a bonfire right i was like <laughs> cool you i was like what, what do you do in a bonfire you sit around telling stories eating marshmallows right what if we did the same thing but obviously you can't eat i mean you can't eat if you wanted to but <laughs> what if we did what if we did a group thing where we're like just playing video games no pressure you don't have to stream you don't have to do youtube no content you don't have to do any of that no pressure at all you come into our discord you hang out once a week um or twice or twice once every every two weeks and we throw events there. So we're starting to do uh, Among Us so because of a popular game. So we started doing Bonfire Among Us events. Uh, we had people showing up, whether it be Las Vegas locals or, uh, you know, outside of Las Vegas. I was like, man, this is, we're onto something. I was like, people are just showing up. It's free. Everyone loves free things, first mm-hmm. of all. And second of all, we're just playing video games. And we're getting to know people. We're getting to know more people in our community. We can know more people in our fan base. Like, cool, this is a cool thing. So we started doing that. And then we started doing um, other events. So Fall Guys events. Um, there's a big thing for us is that we wanted to do a event with um, some some type of charity here in Vegas. And I was like, we got a whole plan. I was like, we haven't done this yet for for. And I was like, what's the next biggest thing we can do? And I was like, oh, I was like, let's do a breast cancer awareness hoodie. You know, I was like, this is one of the things we did. You know, um, that's what I'm wearing now, actually. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe we can reach out to different companies and partner up with them we actually ended up doing a partnership with american cancer society um and we actually ended up doing a fall guys event with them and it was a cool thing i mean we ended up having different types of people there different content creators um we've raised over 290 dollars in just a day and that was pretty cool that was awesome it was streamed we did a whole youtube video i'm like man i was like this is perfect we threw an online event we got to connect with our fan base we did content and we got to connect with our members personally. I was like, dude, this this is great. This is what we wanted, you know? You know, 
looking a little bit ahead to 2021, and I, I get that one of the biggest challenges is we don't know the timeline on I know when the vaccine will get rolled out uh, to the public at large. You know how fast will people take it and that kind of stuff. But what are your expectations, and how challenging is it knowing that your timeline next year is? is fluid to whatever you want to do. Um, I would, my expectation, I mean, personally, I would love for everything to go back to normal, right? Everyone wants it to go back to normal, but in reality, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. You know, um, our thing is, is how do we figure out a way how we can still do what we're doing, but make it into a much bigger brand. That's the biggest struggle we've had. I mean, yeah, we can compete in different tournaments. I mean, we can go into the RLCS or we can go into Valorant or whatever. We can go to these big esports um, and be like, hey, we can dump so much money in and you'll know our brand. But at the end of the day, if we don't do anything with that, we're just throwing money away, right? So I was like, okay, we got to mm-hmm. do something that's different from other organizations. What are, what are other organizations not doing? And that's what our thing was like. They're not helping the community. I was like, yeah, the I was like, esports is the esports community, right? And that's that's great. I you know anyone who helps the esports community is great. Throw events, whatever. But who's actually out there helping local charities, throwing out events, doing outreach programs? Like, oh, I was like, well, why don't we do that? I was like, we can. We we did a great thing with American Cancer Society. I mean, you had people playing, you had people connecting, you had a great charity, and we make content out of it. Why don't we keep doing that with other companies? So now mm-hmm. we've we're actually doing a partnership uh, with American Cancer Society again uh, for 2021 for a longer partnership, multiple than one just one event. Uh, we reached out to Opportunity Village. We re- reached out to the Boys and Girls Club, and most of these charities really don't know what esports is. So it, right. I'm, th- I'm thankful for American Cancer Society for letting us throw the event because now we can present them. Hey, this is what we've done for American Cancer Society. And we would love to do the exact same thing for you guys. And now it's like, okay, well, they they all have their Las Vegas divisions. Now we're just now we're helping the local, you know, communities and helping charity. And we're also doing our side of things. We're making content and trying to build a fan base in the same time, you know. So I think mm-hmm. that's what the blueprint is right now. It's just our expectations. Reality is two different things. Our expectations to go into twenty twenty one. We would love to have you know our content creators in person and do all these content ideas, but. Um, reality is, is that right now it is, that's not, there's no way possible. So let's figure something out that we can actually do, you know? You know, it's interesting too, because you've seen that connection and the strength of that connection that cities have to certain teams, right? It, it's why sports was so big for so many people that sports came back in some form, even if it wasn't quite the way we're used to. And Las Vegas is a city that has gone through a lot the last 10 to 12 years. And so do you find that that a situation like this, that a city that that obviously supports their hometown teams when they, you know, they can really get behind it. They've been through a lot. They they need some of those feel good stories that that chance is there that for you guys to reach out, make those those uh, connections and show that this is a team that they can really get behind and support and be that escape for people. Yeah, man, I think I think that's what we want to do. You know, we obviously when you think of, you know, the Golden Knights and what they do, I mean, that's our biggest thing. What do they do? What does what does the Golden Knights do when it's the offseason? And they do a bunch of outreach programs. They do a bunch of community support. And that's the big that's the biggest thing, man. They make a lot of money, obviously, and they help, you know we're an esports team and we're still trying to get a find our way through, you know, it's like, we don't have all the money in the world. And a lot of people really think we do. We don't, I, you know, every, not every esports team is, you know, <laughs> not every esports team is 103s, bro. But, you know, <laughs> uh, um, you know, we want to, we want to try to make an impact as much as possible. And so we have local, you know, charities here and try to just do anything we can for the community. I mean, it, it's the biggest thing in the world because, yeah, we're supporting our esports teams, our esports, you know, uh, community by throwing an online events. That's great, but we need to support esports. It should be bigger than just esports. It should be around the whole city, you know, the whole the whole country necessarily, and just more than just esports because sports. Yeah, that's great. You're a you're a football player, a basketball player, a hockey player, whatever. What are you doing outside sports? What how are you affecting your local communities? And that's what we want to do. We want to affect our local communities in a positive way. And to and one step is like I said, just American Cancer Society, just like more like shout outs to them because they gave us the opportunity to start doing these. And just now we have a track record with them and just keep building upon that off that partnership and growing with them is the best thing possible. Cause now we can just reach out to our locals and just say, Hey, this is a great cause. Come support and come play and come connect, you know? 
No, I was gonna, yeah, and I've I've had the opportunity to be able to participate uh, in in a couple of those as well, and, and I mean they they have been a ton of fun, and just being able to hang out and and do something, you know what I mean? It's people just hanging out and and just finding different ways to to still be able to connect, have a good time with friends, meet some new people, and stuff like that. Uh, things like that, especially during this time, uh, have been so important. Uh, I, I want to switch gears real quick, though. Um, I know that we just had the, the Game Awards uh, here not too long ago. I got to ask, what was your game of the year? Me personally, it's Call of Duty. That's me. Call of Duty? <laughs> Wait, which one? Which one? Oh, uh, okay. So I like. So, I mean, the game of the year, Modern Warfare, obviously. But I mean, you know, <laughs> they, they we're talking about Cold War. We're talking, you know. But it. I mean, I'm a big Call of Duty fan, man. I, but the, the, my other heart also lies to Valorant as well, because Valorant for me, I start. So I just got a new PC. I started. I just transitioned from a console gamer to a PC gamer, yeah. and Valorant was my first key and mouse FPS shooter. I'm just like, what am I doing, bro? I was like, I understand. <laughs> I was like, I understand the game because it's it's basically search and destroy, and I watch a lot of Counter Strike as yeah. well. I was like, but there's different aspects to it. I was like, okay, I know the fundamentals. I was like, but my aim and my memory of the keys is so terrible. Now, now, now it's great. I mean, now I'm I'm, I'm sitting. I'm okay, you know. But I uh, Call of Duty's lies my heart. But Call of Duty would be my game of the year personally for me. You know, as you look at the esports as a whole here, and we we've seen it reach some pretty crazy heights. That's probably sped up, obviously, because of the pandemic. We've also seen some things that probably need to be worked on. What What are the things that you thought were most positive for esports in general to come out from this year? And what did you see that needs to be worked on as a whole? Um, the positive from esports is from this year so far is how many people have been able to transition their fan base and their communities into an online aspect of things. Um, and try to get out and support one another. The bad things about it this year, personally, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think we're we're doing enough. I don't think esports in Vegas is doing enough at all. I think you know the Smash community is great, and I love the Smash community. They do an awesome job. But there's other esports besides Smash, and none of people are out there and saying, "Hey, I play Counter Strike," or "Hey, I play you know whatever," or "I'm a streamer." You know, one group I found was the Vegas streamer group on Facebook. And I got to meet a lot of people. I got to meet a lot of people. Yeah, I'm a part of that group as well. Yeah, dude, there's so many great people. I've met, I've collaborated with people from that group. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, they're all amazing people. Like I just, I, one day I just say, Hey, you know, we're looking for content creators and we're the official team come join. And we started, well, that's how we brought out a couple of different streamers on, you know, that we have now and content creators. I'm just like, man, they were so open and welcoming. I was like, we need more people like this. We need, we need something that you say, Hey, we're affecting esports in Vegas more, but that's just, like I said, that's just one side of things. Like our content creators are great. There's, there's so many talent. There's so much talent here in Vegas, but I don't think there's somewhere or something right now that says, Hey, we're all here as a group. You know, I think people are torn apart here and there. I think, um, we need to do a better job in esports being recognized as the official team or even just having esports in general here in Vegas being officially, you know, here, you know, because when you go to Los Angeles, so much esports, there's so many teams, there's so much things going on. Although you don't, you know, when you come to Vegas, like you gotta, people gotta start thinking like, man, how do we make people come to Vegas and be like, this is esports right here. This is the city of esports, man. Right. It's where you need to come and hang out. We have so many land centers, dude. We have, we had what, four or five awesome land centers here in Vegas. One land turned back on, or once lands are back like hey you know come here but for right now like obviously because covid like online is one of the biggest things but having our lands support one another too like throwing online events for our locals man like does not just be not just not smash and not just valor like other games are important too and making mm-hmm. a, making them be aware that hey there's so much there's such a bigger community out here than just and there's other ways around it so i think i know we're getting off tro- topic a little bit but that's me personally <laughs> uh, uh that's negative what's happened for me uh that i think i see in vegas that we still need a lot to work on you know what what's key to that because it, it seems like that is a challenge that obviously isn't new that that there's so many different communities and sometimes it's hard to figure out how to even get connected to some of these communities? Like, does that just have to come from a change in philosophies from from among these groups? I think so. I I, I personally think so because 
I think some are, I look out for me and I look out for me only. And then some groups are, I look out for him. I look out for her. I look out for anyone who's part of this group. But then there's not that one group right now that's all together, you know, like trying to push as much as possible, teaming up with each other as much as possible, making esports the next biggest thing or making content creation here uh, in Vegas. Like what, what can we do as a group, right? How many teams are here? You know, is the question, you know, there's as far as I know, there's two us and eight bit, right? That's what I know. At least may, um, I, I haven't really paid attention to anyone else who I've seen so far or seen make a bigger impact. But I'm like, man, dude, like what if we put our brains together and it did something, man, like, you know, like what if we did something where we partnered up and said, Hey, we're going to do something big for the Vegas community once a month. I think that'd be awesome. Right. I think they have their fan yeah. base. We have our fan base. So why not? You know, Hmm. I think it's well. I mean, because isn't uh, liquid isn't liquid out here now? I don't know. I don't think so. who who they have though. Uh, oh my goodness! Was it liquid or who was that? Do you know who I'm talking about, uh, Dark, Lucas? Dark Zero. Dark Dark uh, Zero is out here now. Dark Zero. Why did I get liquid? I don't know, but I mean, you know what? Even with Dark Zero, man. I mean. They're they're a great organization, and I had the same issue with. Um, I, I never had an issue with Dark Zero because I I really don't talk to them as much. I never talked to them actually, but they're a Rainbow Six group, you know, and they do great things in Rainbow Six. But my thing is like, if you're a Ve- if you come to Vegas as an esports organization, be prepared to say, hey, I want to support the the local community. That's my biggest thing. That's my biggest thing for the the many years I've been doing this is that. There's never been a team that say, I want to support Vegas. They've, it's always been, I want to throw money and win championships. And that's great in its own way. Don't get me wrong. But be prepared to, if you come to Vegas as an esports organization, to f- be like, hey, I want to support our local communities. I want to do more than just win championships. Uh, it, you know, Forget the branding aspect of things. Come and support Vegas in general. You know, you need to. Everyone needs to. Whether it's 8-Bit, whether it's us in Inferno, whether it's Dark Zero, anyone who comes out here needs to support the Vegas scene, not just esports, but Vegas as a whole. Yeah, and I think there is more of that shift because, and and especially, I mean, it's crazy because Vegas went from we wouldn't touch Vegas with a 10-foot pole with sports to we a sports town, y'all. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're still kind of learning it and, and you're starting to see that influence uh, kind of taking over. So, it's the, I mean, again, I, that's kind of how I feel, too, is that Vegas is definitely a hub for esports and video games. And I definitely full-fledged believe that it's the future for Vegas to give it another sector. I mean, we saw where, you know, we have the tourism and hotel sector gets affected so negatively. There's like, we're, you know, scrambling around trying to figure out where else can we, can we, you know, you know, stop the bleeding here. And, uh, you know, I think video games would be a good, you know, that is a sector that is so fresh and new and, you know, booming. Um, You know, it could do a lot. It could do a lot in that place. I feel. Yeah. I, I, I feel as well. I mean, it's just we're a hockey town now, right? Out of nowhere, just out of nowhere, <laughs> and uh, and you know now we're we have the WNBA with the Aces, we have the Aviators, I mean we have baseball, I mean, we have it, we have the Raiders now, right? Um, it's like man, like that's great, like our name, Las Vegas Inferno, great. Like I want to be like the gold standard of hey, when you come to Vegas, you're thinking of Inferno for esports, but dude, like after this year of just doing business and just being aware of what Vegas has truly potential in and what's going wrong with the city of Vegas for esports is like, do we need to do a much better job? Like, I don't care about being the official team anymore, man. Like, that's great. We can have the official team title, but it doesn't mean anything if we're not doing anything. You know what I'm saying? For the Vegas community, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. You know, anyone can have the title, but if you're not doing anything for the city of Vegas, like, why are you claiming that? And as for us, right. it's like, and as for us, it's like, like even if you switch, either switch names or someone comes out of here and tries to buy a franchise buy for the CDL or Overwatch League, what are you doing for Vegas? And our first steps was to the American Cancer Society because we teamed up with locals. So they're the local, uh, local chapter here. I was like, now we need to push that further. We need to keep going. And what else can we do? And that's what I'm saying. Like, we have a, we have something coming up for uh, next week. I think we're doing it this week. We're doing a video. Uh, with Opportunity Village, so we're doing something cool with them, uh, raising funds with them. Uh, we have a opportunity coming up with the uh, Boys and Girls Club that we've been trying trying to reach out to and do a online type deal. American Cancer Society again stepping back in. So little things like that, man. Like 
right now we can do as much as possible and hit the charities as much as possible at Vegas. But besides the charities, what else can we do? You know, can you know what can we give back? And that's that's our biggest struggle trying to find out for me as business owners. Like we don't all have all the money in the world, and not every esports team does. But what can we do right now to affect the community? You know, whether it be uh, throwing online events, whether it be throwing a charity event on streaming for 24 hours, whatever we can do and donating that to somewhere or something somewhere here in Vegas, whatever we can do to support, we want to support. And I think like I think other esports teams here in Vegas should hop on that train with us. Was there a moment or a stretch of time where that really sunk into you on on that shift in thinking on and kind of that shift in game plan? Yeah, um, I so it happened maybe uh three months ago for three three and a half months ago man it's like we're not throwing we're not doing anything at land we can't do any any land tournaments man and i was like well like we try or i was like what can we do what can we do to market ourselves better and then i was like when i reach out to partners like they they always ask me like red bull great example like what else what else are you guys doing for your community what else are you guys doing well we're just throwing events and we're just uh going to compete that's not enough that's not enough and what else mm-hmm. are you guys doing you know and I was like, man, how do I answer that? And I was like, if a big company like that, it's obviously one, it's a big, for me, it's a big milestone to even get in conversation with them. And two, it's like, well, they're asking me, what uh, what are we doing besides esports? It's like, if you think of Red Bull, like they're doing other things besides esports, right? They're, just, they're not just an esports beverage company. They do a lot of different things. Right. I was like, right. man, I was like, this open mind is like, we have to do something different. I was like, what makes us different? And a lot of organizations will get this, man, and they'll keep doing the same things mm-hmm. over and over again. But for us, it's like we want to be here for the long run and we can throw in money as much as possible. But money can only get you a certain way in a certain length of time. And it's uh, if you don't make enough money back, man, eventually you go, you know, <laughs> you bought you sink to the bottom. I was like, <laughs> I was like, so I was like, we got to we got to do something, man. We're like we whether it be charity events throwing all invites we got to do something bro and if we're not supporting the vegas scene or supporting just vegas in general why are we called las vegas verna why are we the official team why are we claiming that if we're not doing that you know and um, right. my thing is like i was like the golden knights are doing such a great job they do such a great job with out like the off season they give back mm-hmm. to the community they were just they just did a thanksgiving thing where they had a big trucks they gave turkeys away they raised money they did a toy drive they did a movember t- deal i mean they you name it you, they do it i mean whether it be changing jerseys to pink for the month of october you they do something right and i was like we have to keep doing it you know and that's why i wanted, wanted to support like October kind of switches the shift to around everything to when we started doing with the American Cancer Society with breast cancer awareness hoodies, like these hoodies right here. And I was like, this is a great thing. And, and I was like, man, let's just keep going. Like, and for me, it's like, just, just keep going, just keep pushing to the, you know, the gas and we'll, we'll eventually hit where we want to hit. And, you know, we'll support the Vegas scene and eventually people will know who we are, but let's just do it because we want to do it. Not because we have to do it. You know, I agree. I agree. 100%. I agree. 100%. I don't know, man. It's it's definitely uh, it's it's definitely tough for sure. Uh, let me ask, and you know, again, kind of uh, taking a step back here, like gaming wise for this coming up year, uh, as far as what's been announced and stuff like that. Uh, what are you kind of anticipating? What are you excited to get your hands on and 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 play? Um, so for me, I've been playing a lot of Cold War. Um, <laughs> I love Cold War, man. It's you just <laughs> yo, let's get down on some zombies sometime, man. Just listen, man. I don't think I don't know if you're ready for that because <laughs> I was okay. So my first attempt on zombies, I hit round sixty-seven solo. Right. My Ooh. next, my next attempt solo, I hit round eighty-eight, and that that was on the twelve-hour live stream I did. And I love zombies. I'm down to play zombies all the time, and uh, that's one thing I'm excited always about zombies every yeah. single time um call of duty cold war i'm um, already got my hands on it new season just came out so i'm i'm gonna stream right after this but um, <laughs> <laughs> Warzone just came out with a new season fall guys just came out new season one good yeah. thing one amazing for me i just so i so I, i'm gonna be the weird person in the group i play uh i play rocket league on keyboard and mouse um not a lot of people play key, rocket league on keyboard and mouse uh, and mm. a new season just came out and i've been playing a lot of rocket league recently I just picked up Rocket League last year in January, and this is, I guess, this is my whole first year of playing Rocket League on keyboard and mouse. And I've been just 
day in and day out play, playing Rocket League as much as possible. I've been watching Rocket League, which I normally don't do, bro. I normally don't sit there. If it's not my team, Adam. if it's not my team, I don't ever, I don't watch. But Rocket League, for some reason, I just sit back and I'm just like, oh my god, what happened? Like the other day, I was screaming like it was a football game, bro. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, my heart just went full into Rocket League. Um, besides that, I mean, I don't know any upcoming games that I really want to you know, get my hands on. I mean, Cyberpunk looked good, but then there's so many issues with that. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. I just, you know, I've been more of a uh, the games now and the Pokemon packs thing. <laughs> the Pokemon packs. I've been seeing people open those. I, I don't know what's going on with that. Lucas definitely would know know more about that than myself. <laughs> hey, I I am excited that that's a thing again. Like I I don't know I don't know why it's become a thing again or or how that started. But I I I watch too much of that. <laughs> Man, listen, like I know you guys won't be able to see this, like if you're listening to this, but this is how many Pokemon cards I've collected in the past wow. two in the past oh. two days, bro. My it's goodness, so, wow. it's it's it's, it's fistful. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Like every time I go to the store, I see packs and I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm always going to get $50 worth of pack. Right. And then yesterday. Wow. Yeah. What? Why? I don't understand why though. I don't know, bro. $50 worth of packs are like, are like 10 packs. Right. And I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, cool. So I went, I went to target yesterday. I picked up packs and I was like, I took all the packs except one. And I was like, no, I can't just leave one pack, dude. So I, I, I took that pack. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy, behind me, the guy behind me looks at me. He's like, what the heck? I'm just like, I'm so sorry, bro. I, I, I went to GameStop the other day, and I took all their inventory of packs. And the little kid's just looking at me like, what? Well, this guy's crazy. He's taking Pokemon cards. <laughs> don't worry about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. I don't feel like, what, why are people doing it? Are they like... I don't understand why people are doing it. Like, what what is the big hype about it? Yeah, so there's rares out there that are worth, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars right now. I mean, oh, yeah, so it's really worth a lot. Like, if the Charizard is one of the cards that's worth a lot. Um, I, right now, I've been opening it up in a Bla- a Darkness of Blaze packs and trying to find a Charizard. It's worth like $200, sometimes three, depending where you get graded. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just like oh dude i just already spent like a hundred dollars now on these packs do i really want to spend another hundred to try to even get my money back and i was like i was like well i already i, I pulled two cards yesterday on the same card and i have like i have a hundred dollars worth of cards already and i've i spent a hundred dollars so i made my money back already but do i really want to spend another hundred dollars to get double the chances of getting just my money back again right <laughs> yeah can, can I say the, the best part about this is I now have an excuse to tell my girlfriend we need to buy Pokemon cards again. <laughs> like, this is great. <laughs> Dude, I, yesterday, I, I literally went with my girlfriend to Target. She we went shopping for the house. And instead, I was like, hey, let's go to Target real quick. And, you know, I was like, let's go to the Pokemon section. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I grabbed the whole Pokemon pack, bro. And she's like, no way. She looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, I did not know that was a thing. I did not. I was not uh, privy to the. Uh, I think Pokemon was a little bit after my time. I do have like a. I have a stack of. uh Dragon Ball cards, Dragon Ball Z cards, like the original cards. Uh, I've looked into those a little bit. Like the originals are, I, I do a little card collecting, so I get it. I understand. Listen, man, I think the next cards that are coming up, and Gary V even said it, is Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And so Yu-Gi-Oh cards is going to be the next biggest okay. thing. Okay. <laughs> it's to kind of open packs and collect. Watch, bro. See, the, the <laughs> best the best news about that, too, is I am waiting for that because I was knee-deep in Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh! back in the day. So I have so many of those cards just sitting in, in sleeves. Just, I am ready for, for the resurgence. <laughs> Dude, I'm so sad because I had all those, like, cards. So if you write, if you look up uh, Blue Eyes White Dragon right now, that's worth around, like, $32 around there. Something around there, right? And sometimes, it depends, it could be worth, like, 50 bucks. It really depends. I have so many of the rare cards I've seen last night. I had them all burnt because I had bad grades in school when I was younger. And, oh, uh, no. Wait, wait a second. You had to burn them? I didn't personally burn them, but, you know, I had someone burn them because I had bad grades in school. And I was like, maybe I was in like middle school, bro. So 
I was a terrible student, man. I used to come to, I used to come home and be like, I don't have no homework and just go on, go online and play video <laughs> games. And then, then my parents finally found out and I'm just like, Oh my God, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, and I, <laughs> like, I didn't, you know, what did they, they weren't going to throw away, you know, a, a $200 system, $300 system back in the day. So what's uh-huh, the next yeah. big thing? Oh, Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, bro. And they're like, I remember that they just throw them in the barbecue, just light them on fire. You know, I'm just like, Oh, great. You know, like I would have been, oh, <laughs> I had so many. I had the Charizard, the Hollow. Like, do you? I'm telling you, if I had the Pokemon cards now, esports funding wouldn't be a problem right now. Funded by Pokemon. That that is brutal. I have never heard anybody <laughs> tell anybody yeah. that the that the cards were going to get burnt because of grades. Dude, it was bad, man. I was a bad student. Like I was trying, like I was failing middle school. I was that bad, dude. Like it was not good. Like in reality, it was also like a good parental tool for me, I guess, back in the day because I was very hard headed. Um, <laughs> and I would lie about not having homework. So if I kept on that same route, uh, like path, I probably would have even made it out. <laughs> so, I you know, so I'm, ha- I'm kind of happy those cards got burnt because now it led me to a good way. But also I'm kind of sad because I would have, you know, those cards are worth so much money right now, man. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Uh, Yo, Gilly, tell me, where can we find you? Where can we find Inferno? Where can we find you? Lay it on me, brother. Uh, so you can find Inferno at LVInferno.com. All our socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, Twitch, YouTube, Vegas Inferno. Um, that's It's all the same thing. Uh, me personally, you can find me on Twitter or Twitch. I stream Tuesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays from 5 to around 1 in the morning <laughs> at twitch.tv slash glyphics. Uh, you know, plug if you have the Twitch Prime sub. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> But uh, other than that, that's where you can find Vegas Inferno, and that's where you can find me personally, uh, Twitter, Twitch, or even YouTube. Everything's Glyphic. It's all one thing. And if you want to get to know me more a little bit more, or if you want to get to know Inferno a little bit more, um, our Discord is Vegas Inferno as well. So I'll be there. Awesome. Thank you so much again for being on, my friend. I hope you have a great holiday, a great new year as well, and and let's do some things here in, in 2021. We'll see how things play out. So. I appreciate you guys having me on and I look forward to talking more Pokemon with you guys in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Lucas, what do you have going on, my friend? I mean, I've been inspired. I'm going to go buy some packs. I might head to Target right now. (laughs) What are you up to, Ryan? (laughs) Chilling, man. Chilling. Uh, We'll have, uh, I've got time off next week, so... Uh, just enjoying the holidays and and all that good stuff, hanging out with the fans, playing some some video games. So thank you guys all so much for joining us today. We hope you guys are all having a, a happy holiday, no matter what you celebrate. Hope you're able to uh, uh, relax a little bit, uh, take in when you can, and and you know let's finish this year strong. So until next time. We'll talk to you guys real soon. And you know what it is. We love your faces.